The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the 4th of July. And even if you're not watching this on Sunday morning because maybe you had other plans, you're watching it later in the week or whenever you're picking it up, I pray you had a great celebration because the 4th of July is just one of those days, at least for us here in America, it's one of those days, it's a day of celebration It's a day of food. It's a day of family, fun. I I don't know many people who come to the 4th of July and they're like, I'm just not looking forward to that at all. It's a day where you watch people literally blow up thousands of dollars worth of their money in the sky. It's a day where everyone seems to genuinely be happy. Most people don't have to work. I'm sorry if that's you. But it's just a day. It's a day of celebration. It's supposed to be a day of celebrating freedom, the freedom that we have here in America. And and even if you're not a huge fan of America for whatever reason, then, then we can at least celebrate the concept of freedom. And today we're going to pause as we are not going to study the gospel of Luke today. Just for one week, we're going to take a break. And I want to talk about a freedom celebration that blows the 4th of July out of the water. I want to talk about a celebration that is coming, one that God has already sent out the invitations for. He's already sent them out And all you need to do is RSVP and say, I will be a part of that freedom celebration. I want to be in on that day. I want to talk about a freedom celebration that is coming in the near future. I can't tell you the date because no one knows the date. Jesus even said he doesn't know the day or the time. But there is a celebration coming, and I believe in the near future, that you want to be a part of, that you want to participate in. And it it is in Isaiah 55, verses 12 and 13, that we see a glimpse. It's a poetic glimpse of this celebration. And so that's where we're going to be today. Isaiah 55, just two verses. But the importance of these verses is huge for this reason. I believe that God has created each of us, each and every one of us, no matter where you're at spiritually, he has created each and every one of us to desire this celebration to desire to be a part of this rejoicing and this peace and this hope. I believe that the reason why the 4th of July is one of our favorite holidays, you know, you got Christmas, but that's more spiritual. 4th of July is one of our favorite holidays because it's the day to have fun and to celebrate. I believe we like this because God instilled that in us. He created in us this desire to celebrate, this desire to celebrate freedom. And it's Isaiah 55, verses 12 and 13 that talk about that. Let's read together. For you shall go out in joy. Now, the going out is huge. It's it's when we leave this world. You shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and even the hills before you shall break forth in singing. Okay, is that literal or figurative? We'll look at that here in a moment. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of thorns, there shall come up cypress, the most 
beautiful of trees. Instead of briars, there shall come up myrtles, most fragrant of trees. And, and it shall make a name. And it, we'll have to unpack that here in a few moments. It shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Two verses, very poetic. Let me ask some questions to help us walk through this passage. First of all, looking back at verse 12, who is the you? For you shall go out in joy. Who is the you? Well, let's go up a few verses to Isaiah 55, 6, and 7 and see who the you is that we're talking about here. The you are the people who seek the Lord while he may be found. Those who decide to receive the invitation to come, those who seek out God while there's still time, and you still have time, those who seek the Lord while he may be found, they call on him while he is near, they call on his name, they place their faith in his name, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts, let them turn to the Lord, that's a biblical term for repent, let them turn from their wickedness and their unrighteous thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. He will freely pardon. For all those who receive the invitation, and they turn to God, they turn from their wicked ways, he will show mercy and he will freely pardon. That is the you. It's those who have placed their faith in Jesus. And Regardless of where you're at in that journey today, if you have done that, if you've made that decision, maybe recently or decades ago, if you've done that, then you are part of the you in verse 12. If you've not made that decision, here's the beautiful good news message for you today. There is still time. So this celebration of freedom that's coming, and it's coming soon, I think, it's coming only for those who have turned from their wicked ways and placed their faith in God, who have received his invitation of grace to come and to find peace and hope and joy in life. That, that's the you in verse 12. When will this celebration take place? Well, verses 12 and 13 kind of give us an idea, but it will take place when the curse has been removed. Now, you're going, the curse? What's the curse? Well, if you remember way back in the beginning, in, in Genesis 1 and 2, God created the heavens and the earth, man, animals, fish, plants, the sun, the stars, all, all of it. And then Adam and Eve, the first humans made in God's creation, they, they chose to disobey God, they chose to sin. And because of their sin, there was a curse placed upon all of creation. And that curse will be broke when God returns, when Jesus comes back to gather up his people, those who are, are part of the you of verse 12. He'll gather them up and that curse will be broken. But for now, for now, there's a curse. And we see it in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. It says, cursed, cursed is the ground because of you, because of Adam and Eve's sin. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. You're gonna have to work really hard. That's not how God intended it. He intended it to be perfect and easy, but no, because of sin, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your lives. Thorn and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. Those are the things that are going to come up now because of the curse. All the pain, the bloodshed, the hostility, all of that. All of that part of the curse 
will be lifted in this moment. It will take place in this moment. Revelation 21 verse 4 describes it like this. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things, all of this cursed, will be gone. It's gone. It will pass away. So when does this celebration start? When God comes back and institutes the new heaven, and the new earth, the one removed of this curse. It's a day you want to take part in. This passage is talking about you if you believe. It's referring to the return of Jesus. And the rest of the passage, the rest of Isaiah 55, 12, and 13, it beautifully describes the future God is planning for you, for you who believe. What kind of future is God planning? Here's the amazing part. When you think about what is heaven, what what is it going to look like? Well, God is planning for you to be happy. He says, you will go out in joy. When when those trumpet sounds and the heaven parts and and you know Jesus and he knows you, that will be a joyous moment. Now for some, it will be a very, very awful moment for those who do not know God and hear those words, away from me, I never knew you. But once again, there's still time. For those who knew Jesus, for those who walked with him, it will be a joyous moment. You will go out in joy. You will leave behind the sorrow, the grief, the sin, and the pain. How good does that sound? As fun as today is, the 4th of July, as enjoyable as the hot dogs and the fireworks and the family, to leave behind sorrow, grief, sin, and pain, that, that's something I'm really, really looking forward to celebrating. God knows that even though there is some happiness here, like you might experience today, there's happiness here, there's joy here. Even though he knows that, there's a lot of this world that we want to go out of. That's what it says in verse 12. When you go out in joy, we want to be removed from it. There's a lot of stuff here that you just don't want anymore. And God knows that. And he's planning and preparing a celebration when we're finally free from that. And I don't know what you're walking through right now, but I have to believe that there are many of you who are going, come, Lord Jesus, come. This life is not easy. What I am walking through right now is so hard and it's so trying. And yeah, there's, there's some things that, that I like here, but if you wanted to just come and sweep me up right now, I would be in 100%. You will be happy. You'll be full of joy. Number two, you will have peace. You will have peace. The rest of verse 12 says, you will go out in joy and you'll be led forth in peace. All the outer turmoil will be overcome. It'll be banished. Wars, terrorism, crime, slander, disagreement, racism, sexism, politics, murder, fraud, and all the other stuff that you are subjected to. Not the stuff that you bring upon yourself, but that you are subjected to all of it. All of it will be gone. And you will have peace. Peace. And and I I love this because the word there is not an internal peace because your internal peace is in Jesus. This is an external peace. All the stuff from this world that causes you strife, gone. You'll have an external peace in heaven in this celebration. 
And finally, finally, if you've ever wondered, what's heaven going to be like? Will it be fun? Will I enjoy it? Look at this. Look at this. Nature. Nature will be entirely for you. Entirely for you. Okay? Verse 12 says we're going to celebrate upon our arrival. But we're going to be celebrated by nature. Okay? By nature. Because there's some things, if you're honest, here on this earth that are just gorgeous. You've ever seen the Rocky Mountains. You've ever witnessed a beautiful sunrise, a blooming flower. You've ever seen these types of things that just create beauty and peace and tranquility. Those things are going to be in heaven. But I want you to see what they're going to do upon your arrival. They're going to celebrate you. They're going to applaud. They're they're going to rejoice They're going to do that for you. Nature, what God made for our enjoyment here to reveal his glory, it's going to have a new purpose in this celebration of the future. It's going to celebrate you. The most beautiful things from God's creation will be there. In the end, when the curse is overcome, nature will not only stop being against you, thorns, briars, droughts, floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, Oklahoma, all of those things obviously are gone. Nature will be entirely for you. That's surely what it means when it says the mountains will clap and the hills will sing. If you think this is ridiculous, that, Todd, that's, that can't be literal. Like, that's, that's not, it's not true. Well, I, I'm not sure that you're going to hear or see the mountains clapping, but Look at Romans 8, 19. Paul wrote that the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Creation knows that this is not how God intended it to be, that there's more even for it. And it waits in eager expectation, hoping hoping that one day this curse can be lifted even from it so that Creation can fulfill its purpose, and I think its purpose is to rejoice in those that are created in the image of God, and that's me, and that's you. God is planning that the good and the beautiful things of creation will be preserved for your joy forever and ever. That's what we have to look forward to. Those glimpses, those glimpses that we get here on this earth will be now full pictures We will see what God intended in the Garden of Eden, and we will get to live and bask and rejoice in it and in him. And finally, in this celebration, God will create for himself a memorial. You can tell a lot about the nature of a man, about the nature of a person, by the memorial that they leave for themselves. What sign do they want to leave for the people that they have impacted? Is this something that's gaudy and huge that just draws all the attention to them? Or is the memorial something that would be for the joy and the comfort of those who they have served? And if you look at verse 13, what kind of name, what kind of renown does God want to leave for himself? What does he want to do? Well, the answer is, here's the memorial. Here's the reminder of what good God did for his people. Here's the memorial. Are you ready? The answer. 
The memorial is the everlasting happiness of his people. That's the memorial. That's what he wants to leave behind. Verse 13, the last little bit, 13b, and it shall be to the Lord for a memorial. What, what is the it? What is the it? It shall be to the Lord a memorial. What is the it? It's the getting rid of the thorns and the briars. It's the coming up the cypress and the myrtles. It's the clapping of the trees and the singing of the mountains. It's the peace and the joy that you and I will receive. That's his memorial. That's his reminder. When we sit in heaven basking in the joy of creation and nature, when we sit there knowing that God is for us, that is his memorial, our everlasting joy and our happiness. Nothing is more encouraging in all the world than to know that the way God means to memorialize his glory is by making you happy forever and ever. God's passion to glorify himself is also his passion to satisfy his people. That's what's waiting for you, for those of you who accept the invitation to the celebration. It's been so encouraging to me to sit in this text for the last few days to think about the love that God has for us, the language that we use here at Summit, that God is for people. So we should be for people. This proves it. What does he want to leave as his sign, as his mantra, as his banner? When people see it, feel it, experience it, it points them to him. What does he want? It's for those who have been under oppression and suffering and hurt and trial to be freed from that, to be lifted up into new life and to experience the greatest of all joy. That is his reward. That is his happiness. It's his glory. It's quite a memorial. I'm not by nature a feel-good preacher. If, if the text has something in it that makes you cringe or hurt, that I, I'm, I'm not going to avoid it. I don't want to just preach the happy parts of the Bible, but this is a feel-good message. This is a message that should make you go, I want that. I want that. How do I get it? Well, it's for all who receive the invitation, who respond to the invitation. For most people who live on this earth, the best news they will ever, ever, ever hear is that there is a God who created them that wants them to find joy and peace in him. For Americans though, I think we strive so hard and most of us have the means to try to find that joy and that peace here, like on this earth. And that's just simply not going to happen. But in doing so and striving so hard to find that peace and that joy from the things on this earth, the cursed things on this earth, we miss God. We miss his invitation. We seek to create something that we simply cannot for ourselves on this earth. And we miss, we miss the beauty. But the future that God has, the memorial that he has for his own glory, and it's a gracious memorial. It's one that says, he is that joy. He is that peace. 
That's what I'm calling a freedom celebration today. Freedom from all the junk of this world. And I just wanna make sure, I just wanna make sure church today, as as we wrap up, I wanna make sure that you are there. I wanna make sure that you are at the party. I wanna make sure that you're part of the celebration. So I ask you just one question. What do you need to do today? What do you need to do today to make sure that you're part of that celebration? And Isaiah has already given us the answer. He's already told us we need to make sure and turn from our unrighteousness to repent from our wicked ways and to receive the offer of peace and joy that God has already paid the price for in his son, Jesus. We need to receive that offer in faith. Stamp our RSVP will be there and place our faith in Jesus. Please, if you've never done that, do so today because I believe that God is calling and he wants you to be a part of this freedom celebration and what a great celebration it will be. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray that today, those who are listening would be moved by your spirit to receive the invitation to come and be a part of your joy and your happiness, your memorial, Lord, as you return as you return your creation to what you intended it to be. Something that reflects you and your glory. Something that allows your creation to delight in you. I pray, Jesus, that you would call by name those who need to place their faith in you. And they do so for your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen.